A massive shout out to the Exennial ladies. I've really enjoyed your podcast. It's so informative, funny, engaging, inspirational. I look forward to future episodes. Keep doing what you're doing, ladies. Good afternoon, good evening, good night. I'm Jay. And I'm Tendai. We are Exennials. The generation that grew up without the internet. Two fabulous Fabulous 80s 80s babies. babies. Join us as we chat all things Exennial. Good evening, good night, good morning, whenever it is you are listening to this podcast. Um, however you are, whether you're driving, whether you're in bed, whatever it is, um, hello to you. I hope you guys are all doing well. How's everybody doing? Good, thank you. So, so excited to be here. I'm tired, but we'll... <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, guys, this is... Jay is going to try and get her energy levels up because yeah. <laughs> I'm the real, I'm just tired. I'm happy to be home, but, you know, it's just, it is what it is, isn't it? I know, yeah. I know. Okay, it's um, season two, episode five. So welcome, wow. guys. And if you heard a third voice, you are right. Um, we have yet another guest. Um, this is our fifth guest on the series so far. <laughs> so we're very happy to have with us the multifaceted um Tashai Nyame Jones. And um we'll get you'll get to know her as we go along, but it's really good to have you on our our podcast today just to talk about a little bit of the things that you do and um yeah, just to kick it with us for a few minutes. Yeah, it's really good to be here as well. Thank you for having me. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for accepting that invitation. Okay, so I'm just going to get excited now because I'm reading a book at the moment called Homecoming. And it had that name. I read it too. I read it too. But yeah, Yeah, go on. I had that name. How do you say the middle name? Name. My name? Yeah. Name. Name. So I was. I, I didn't see it. I've never seen it before. And you guys know oh. I'm not the best reader. I'm slightly dyslexic, as we know. So I googled it and I was like, "Wow, you've got a beautiful yeah. name." Thank you. Um, did you saw what it meant? Yeah, it's in reference to God. Yes. Yes. Which is actually we actually beautiful. we actually got in trouble. Well, my brother really got in trouble with that name in Jamaica because of the um the maroon people in their yeah. shanty town in jamaica yeah. yeah and they thought we adopted that name um assuming that we are supreme supreme being because oh. it's reference but it's uh, it's actually oname is um like god yeah so Nyame on its own it isn't so um he had written a poem and they saw it and there was one big stink about it but everything was cleared up so yeah i'm, I'm very proud of that name and you know, can you tell us a little bit of now? Is it Yoruba? Where is it from? Is it it's Ashanti? It's Ghana, yes, because Homegrown is um, the I think it's the story of the of Ghanaians and that and the heritage and things like that. Yeah, so that's cool. I mean, sadly, I don't I really don't have a lot of information because my dad passed away, my 
all I was told is that my dad's family is from Ghana. He um, he adopted an, an, a name, Williams, when they came to Jamaica, and then he changed it back to Nyame. And I'm totally in love with my name in, to the point where even when I'm married, I made sure to keep my name. Yeah. Well, not, it, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And the meaning is just precious. What was it yes, your surname? You. Was it your dad's surname? It's my dad's surname, okay. yeah. So my, my, my name is Tashai Nyame Jones, which is my married You're name. Married. Okay. My surname and all the kids have got my surname as well. That's so cool. That's another Well, there's much in a name. There's much in a name. There is so much in a name. Yeah, and I definitely. like the um the African and um Caribbean fusion. I think that's why yes. partly because why we're um we're friends because I I also <laughs> have that African connection, so I like yes. to claim it as well. But um yeah. So first of all, are we all good? Like, how is everybody coping at this time? Um, do you I'm, mean during I'm, COVID? I'm COVID just generally now. Like Jay, I know you said you're tired and drained. I know a lot of teachers at this point, yo, <laughs> it's 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 a tough one. Yeah. Most definitely. I mean, it's it's really, really tough, but as Jay said earlier, you just have to keep it going without complaining too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was explaining that when I'm just when it's just too heavy, I take a minute and just go in my room and tell everybody to stay away for a bit. Mm. <laughs> and then not, just got to done. recharge. Got you know, yeah, because I normally have a house full anyway. So I'm kind of looking that way, one part, because even though you're not supposed to have a lot of people have already got that in the house. Mm. Yeah. So it's all good. So I'm coping. And I have we, we have a lot of parties just to cope. So saying that out loud, like no, no, because I, we're already more than six in the house. We do live together, so we're okay to do that inside the house. Nice. So, so I'm, well, you know me, I would have just tell people to mind their business anyway. <laughs> so we're not actually breaking the rules. That's what I'm saying. We just <laughs> no, I get it. I get up. it. But people need to mind their own. It's true because <laughs> yeah. you know people might look on and be like, hmm, "Why? Sure, you? Yeah, I'm sure there's extra activity happening in there." But I guess you're right. People need to mind their business. Yeah, um, most definitely. But yeah, so let's get into it then. So, Tasha, do you want to share with our listeners why it is that you have such a house full and how you cope with all of that? Well, yeah, okay. So, my house is full because I'm a foster parent, and uh, naturally, I think people just we we actually call my house a refugee camp. I hope that's not disrespectful, but everyone just revert to this house if they need support, and sadly, I can't say no. But at the moment, I've got my two foster children along with my children because my daughter, who was at uni, she had to um, isolate at home, give up um, her her dorm at at uni, and her boyfriend gave up his as well. And so they're moving together and got engaged recently. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So I've got... We, I'm telling you, that's all we've been doing since oh last um, week ago. <laughs> Constantly, the colors, the engagement parties. Actually, Grace, you were down for par- the engagement party Ooh. as well. So, oh, yes. So, um, it, it's it's that's the reason why we we so many of us are here because of the fostering and the job that I really enjoy doing. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, I think it's definitely a blessing to be 
financially enabled while doing something that you enjoy so therefore you don't oh, yeah. see it as a job mm. no definitely definitely <laughs> so i'm a big advocate of that of people doing something that they enjoy whilst earning money i mean you can't go wrong yeah, oh yeah absolutely. and i and i i foster um teenagers mm. uh usually the 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 uh, population that most people don't want to foster because of what they connect to young people mm. yeah but I mean, I found it really rewarding and because I prefer to have somebody I can talk with than a baby at the moment okay. because all my kids are grown. So it's just um, more suitable for my household. And yeah. what are some and, of the challenges that you've, you've encountered? Uh, it challenges is way too many. <laughs> so interestingly, we're talking about the challenges. I've got one of my young um, lady that I foster just came home last week because she's been on her own since March, mm -hmm. extremely depressed. And I mean, literally contact me a few times that she felt like ending her life. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought, I literally thought, okay, they do say that you have to isolate or whatever, but if it's extreme circumstance, you can have people yeah. around. And I considered that extreme, right? Yeah. yeah. So I told her to come home and, um, and one of the reasons why she, she was away is because she could not relate to being in a family where people are so connected and cheerful mm -hmm. and loving each other. And so she decided to stay away. And then COVID happened, which meant she was even more isolated. Yeah. And, um, and so we had major challenges with her in particular because like one, one, one um, particular time we went on holiday to Barcelona. Mm -hmm. And she decided to run away while we were in Barcelona. And I don't speak Spanish. Oh my God. And so it was extremely difficult. The holiday was destroyed. Uh, my husband's birthday was destroyed because we had to be waiting, trying to find her. Eventually, I had to um, notify the police in Spain. And she eventually came back. But what that transpired was that she, she was afraid of the love and affection that she was getting that she decided to destroy it sabotage. yeah exactly i thought that okay if she does this this could be the worst that she could ever do so because she normally you'd say to me what could be the worst thing that i would do for you to get rid of me and i would say there's nothing really and when she did this and we actually didn't get rid of her because she phoned up the agency to say that she wanted to leave because she thought that's what i wanted and then when I said, no, it's not about you leaving. It's about you understanding what happened yeah. and we work on it. And I'm honestly, that was the turning point. Yeah. So, so, but then she, as I said, she struggled with being around so many people. Then COVID happened. So sometimes bad things can be a blessing because when COVID happened, she was isolated since March. She literally just came a week ago. And um, she, she kept like the, of the, the family now. That's exactly yeah. perfect. Exactly what happened. And I mean, we have so many conversations for the last few days. Nobody is more wonderful. And that came from her because she said when she realized just how much she was taking it for granted that we were there. And then when she got locked down and couldn't access anyone, she realized just how much that we really were there. Yeah. Now that not there wow. <laughs> that makes sense. praise the lord for the lesson you i'm know. telling you i'm praise telling you the more, lesson, and, and you know the main about. thing not giving up she said she realized that i keep saying to her that i love you and if you can't accept it it doesn't necessarily change it doesn't mean i don't that it's really up to you to accept it yeah 
and she, well, you've met her. Um, then I'm telling you, the most wonderful person you could meet right now. Mm. So it's just a lesson to say sometimes things are really difficult, but if we could just not let go, not give up, mm-hmm. even if you have to do it from a distance, because of course sometimes you can't be in the in the environment or the presence, but just let the person know that you're still there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's been amazing. Wow. So you would generally say that the the rewards and the lessons and things like that far outweigh the struggle and the struggle that you no. had initially. Sure, most well, definitely. You've been given one big whole load of patience because when you <laughs> mentioned when you said you ran away in a foreign country, I know, right? You know how my eyes big already. My eyes popped out my head. I was like, "Listen, where was she going?" Yo, and, and we don't even kind know of either. Like, it, it takes a lot. It was frightening. It was uh, depressing. I was angry, but I'm telling you, you know, being somewhere that you know you're really foreign because I can't speak Spanish, yeah. and where where what we're doing, we just like at a shopping mall, just like oh my goodness, what what the heck am I gonna do now? Oh my gosh! And then we we just had to wait it out because if we moved, we went somewhere else, then naturally she would be completely lost. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it worked out and uh yeah it's been amazing and yeah naturally uh the, when you mention about patience i think as i said god give you give all of us what they call it god give all of us um yeah. uh, talents. yeah talents it gave me an overdose when it comes to patience and i would second that because <laughs> i don't know i don't know about all i don't know i don't know about i mean fostering i think wow so would you say that because personally it's something that I've um considered doing. Um yeah. Um, but I have my hesitations for that reason because I'm thinking, yeah. how patient am I going to be? Do you think that being a parent um prior to fostering kind of helped to facilitate that? And would you recommend that that's something that people should could do? Yeah. Well- I mean, to answer to your first question, I don't think necessarily just being a parent that helps is depending on the parent that you are. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, in regards to patience, if you are connected to someone, if you got connected to someone in some kind of way, you really wouldn't want to see arm come to that person or, uh, you know, to kind of let go or give up on that person, mm. especially if you think that you've seen something beyond just their their behavior. Yeah, you know what I mean. So with her, I saw what she couldn't believe within herself. Right. Yeah. So I, I just really think it's the connection because possibly if it was somebody else, maybe it wouldn't work. So once you're really connected to someone, then that's what's going to drive how you the end result. Really. Yeah. Okay, you know, and and um and I would recommend it to anyone who's who got that kind of a need to care and to help someone. Mm. It's really not for everyone. I'm not gonna lie, it's <laughs> yeah. not for everyone. <laughs> but, but it's something that anyone could try and see how they feel because you have the you have the um the option to. It sounds weird and sad, but you do have the option to have, give a notice period. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you you can do that, but yeah. but yeah, I, I think well, you know what, Tasha, it's not a bad thing what you're saying. You just you're telling the people the reality of foster care. Yeah. You can give it a go. Yeah. You can yeah. give notice or you can carry yeah. on. And that's the button. That's with any. Yeah, because it's like you have to try to see. Anyway, it? Yeah, definitely. 
because honestly i mean in fostering it, there's so much taboo because if it's if you're trying something and it's really not for you nobody should be looking to say well you're not a caring person yeah. just because you can't hack it you can't manage mm-hmm. and like, like i would say to them when i when i started fostering i said i most definitely do not want a young child and and then i, I don't expect someone to look at me and think i don't care about young children yeah of course not you know what i mean so it's really that it's whatever suits you the person what fits into your lifestyle because yeah, that's yeah. the only way it's going to work with you and the person that you're going to care for mm-hmm. okay so okay. Because I think it's definite what you said, like when you see, you know, when if you watch like any kind of documentary or, you know, anything like that, even when you read a story about um, fostering, you see that it is the teenagers. They People ever want them, you know, nice and cute, yeah. baby, or at three or yeah. four, when you can That's kind right. of school, you know, mould them mm-hmm. and shape them into, you know, the type yeah. of child that you would want to have around you. But when they're a teenager and... I don't want to, it's not, I don't want to be stereotypical, but I will say from my experience, because my auntie um, used to foster, and from my experience as a child being around some of those foster children, mm-hmm. some of them, and I'm not saying this in a horrible way, and I don't mean to offend anybody, but some yeah. of them were quite strange. They had strange ways. They used to do strange things. Mm-hmm. But and that's just, I'm talking from a child. I'm talking like You're parents. right. You're right. They're but you 13, know, 15, and I'm like 12, and I'm looking yeah. like, why are you doing that? I didn't understand their behavior. But you, you know, know as, as you said, they do strange things. And what I've learned quickly is that that strange things didn't just happen, it came from exactly. a place. And it's really depending on you, the parent, the person who's going to be given the care, whether or not you're willing to unravel that and work through where that came from to understand mm. why they're behaving like that. So if it's not something that people might feel as if, you know what, it's really just not my thing. I haven't got yeah. patience and I'm not wired like that, then that's okay, mm-hmm. you know? I guess so. Well, I think it's it's um, definitely a blessing for, you can see how it's affected you as a woman and how, you know, the good that you're doing for these young people. And just like listening, learning about what your name means and hearing what you say, yeah. you just said something profound. You just said it's about you seeing, you know, what they could be and seeing their potential in them. Definitely. And, what, you know, Definitely. and that's what God does with us. Yeah. God always sees, you know, he sees us how he would like us to be. He sees our potential. He sees all our goodness. Most and, definitely. you know, through the blood of Christ, we that's where we can be like a day. That's date. right. Let's have our covering. Let's, let's just see the good. And what you just said is very... Um, you know, I would say it's a godlike principle. Almost yeah, definitely. That is definitely the sh- that is I can hear you speaking, and that's kind of the golden thread yeah. that runs runs through your um foster care methods because you could just get back to your teeth and send these people back. Yeah, and I'm sure that so many times over, and that's why a lot of these children, these a lot of are just going from house to house to house. And then by the time they come to yours, you have to unravel so many different ways. Extremely. Um, And you know, my foster children say to me that they when they talk about foster kids, they said, Well, they're not talking about us because we were never foster kids. You know, they don't feel that they have been foster care because they just become a part of our life. Our, yeah. our household like they they all call me mom and it's just like weird because we're, we're all different nations and so when we're out people are looking at me like okay one of my foster daughter went with us to Jamaica she's um she's Arab mm-hmm. and 
I mean, I, I literally heard some women say, oh, she got pregnant for a white man. <laughs> laughing because she business. Was, I know, right? Well, that's Jamaica for you. So. Well, but the Jamaica's come for you, you know. But I, you know, I, I yeah, but do you know why they though in the Caribbean, like oh, wow, I know, right? And we, well, well, they need to know that I'm Jamaican too, so I can say. <laughs> <laughs> but people are gonna talk, isn't it? Like even like my daughter's my daughter, and she's considered melanated. Yes, yeah. And people were like looking at me, like I can see people looking like, how come she's so dark and she's so yeah. light? That's just how bad <laughs> made us, me. That's just how bad made us. Do you That's know what right. I mean? And I think also, if you see something with regards to parents and children and going out and about they call you mum because that's what you represent mm-hmm. to them yeah you know right. what i mean you don't have to even though we, okay yes we would we all love to have babies and you know as women we are that's yeah. something that we absolutely crave to do but if that doesn't happen for you and you decide to obviously you've got the best of both worlds fostering yeah. and having your own children that's right but some women they may never have yeah of being able to actually have their own child for whatever reason However, it is. Or some women might think, you know what, I'm not going to have a child. I'm not yeah. in a stable situation, but I'm going to foster. Yeah. yeah. And then Mothering, that child, caring. a white little boy or a yeah, Chinese little boy or whatever, or whoever. And then the child calls them mum because yeah. they identify that this woman as their mother. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. 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 We've learned not to just not to listen to what people say. As I said, because my house is so multifaceted, rainbow, all kind, we just get it, get on with it. And um, I haven't got time for that. So we're just living life and enjoying life. And I wanted to say that in regards to fostering as well, if there's anybody that's considering it and you might be fostering without realizing because i think sometimes you're chosen you don't have to choose it's just that to know how to go about doing things Mm. because i i've been fostering since i was like 15 because i normally take and and i and that came out because you know when you when you're applying to become a foster parent you have to do something they call a a form f where they literally write like a book on you they go through your entire life and um just reading back what was written it show from the conversation i had with the person that was doing it i realized that i've been fostering since i was 15 because i used because my mom and dad had separated and my dad had his uh, a bunch of children with somebody else and i used to go and and look after them and when my dad broke up with his then um wife the kids were just all over and i picked all the kids, like about three of them, and took home to my mom. And she was like, mm-hmm. Are we go with all of them picnic? Oh. No, like who's gonna look after them? And I was 15. And they literally grew with me until my dad died. And then they had to go back to their mom. And they had mom. <laughs> so that's literally fostering. Yeah. <laughs> and it's amazing that you say that you've been doing that from, yeah. from a long time. It just goes to show. I think something we had said ages ago, um, Jay, I can't remember in one of our episodes, but we talked about this whole idea of um, things, the kind the person that you are is revealed a lot earlier. And then sometimes mm-hmm. when you reach later on in life and you think, hang on, I like, used to oh, do this when I was a child or this revealed to me when I was a child. And then you see it reliving or coming to fruition yeah. in your adult life. Yeah, so I find that definitely. interesting. Um, yeah, the whole definitely. idea of you being gifted um, to yeah. do that. So that's cool. And talking about gifts. <laughs> yes. Segway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tasha is, and I think Jay used the word multifaceted um, household. Um, 
I would say Tasha is one of the most multifaceted um, persons I know. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the things that you you dabble in and the, you know, your little weaknesses right. and things like that? Because there are so many areas of gifts that I think that you have that. Yeah, well, I have a friend who she keeps telling me that whenever she's talking about me and she told she would say anything to her friends about what I can do, they said, no, no, that's not real. That's not a real person. Uh, um, so I just like learning. I like doing things. And so let's say I, I am a designer, so I make my own clothes family's clothes on anyone who wants something to be made yeah i do hair we fit wigs um braids whatever style necessary for natural hair um i'm a baker i'm now a professional baker Ooh. just qualified as a professional bake baker off. you know bake off uh, is looking for um, i i, I but i couldn't go because now I'm a professional baker. Oh, so. right. Oh, you can't. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's why you should have applied before. I know. Sure. I did not know that once you become, once you're um, taught uh, in in colleges or you know, yeah, you you can't you can't apply. So, oh. but to be honest, I'm glad because I'm I'm a basket case when it when I'm under pressure like that. So I don't know, but yeah. I'm also a fitness instructor, so I, I did my degree in exercise and health, mm -hmm. and um, I do counselling with my young people. Mm -hmm. um, I do pretty much whatever that I find interesting. At the moment, I don't laugh now, but I'm studying to be a herbalist because I'm very much into healthy eating, mm -hmm. and um, so I'm look I've bought this book and I'm studying to grow my own herbs and use the plants to heal um, any problems that we're facing. So I just... That's what, that's what we're going to need. You keep going, honey. <laughs> I just really like learning. And um, my sewing came from my father because he was a teacher, but he was also a, a tailor. And he used to make clothes for, for a lot of celebrities in Jamaica. And so I used to sat with him and watch what he did. And mm -hmm. I learned that way. I've not yeah. been formally taught, but um, yeah, just being close to him was enough. And since he passed when I was 19, I developed even more. And even the kids have a running joke that whenever I start sewing, it's because I'm missing my dad. And then my mom was a baker, and uh, I, I still remember the last time, just before she passed as well, because she passed when I was 25, um, she said that Christmas, that it's my last Christmas, so I think you should come and learn to bake. Before then, I couldn't bake, and wow. that's 25 years ago, because Diamond... Oh, that's so beautiful. And I couldn't, and she um, she said, come and bake. I was like, don't be stupid, you're not going to go nowhere. And sadly, she passed like three months three months after that wow. and that's when I literally decided I'm going to start baking because that's another thing that kept me close to her so a lot of my 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 stuff and talents that I do comes from a you would you say a painful place but it's really still fantastic so mm -hmm. yeah, I never think that there's something I can't do as soon as there's a challenge I think definitely I can do that so um yeah that's how I've developed so many different talents just by challenging myself and thinking I can do all things to Christ. <laughs> no, I think it's actually <laughs> properly amazing. I remember meeting you and you telling me about you doing Zumba. Yeah. And you do this and you do that. And I was sitting there 
And I was like, wow. And then I didn't even realise you had as many children that you had. Yeah. And then obviously you've got your house to run as a wife. And I was like, this woman is just amazing because how, how do you, do you do it? <laughs> But anyway, I wanted to ask you, in addition to that, so if you don't mind us sharing with yeah. the um, viewers, our beautiful Tasha recently turned 50. Yeah. So thinking about that, 50 years old, married with children and foster children, a baker, a soon-to-be herbalist, yeah, a, a, a fitness instructor, a dance instructor, you know, got your degree, got your baking qualifications how are you feeling with all of those things that you're doing and at your age I think it's amazing but in terms of you I know I don't think it's going to be a negative no. in all of these different things you know what even, even hearing you say the number sounds literally sounds weird to me <laughs> because for me and I know a lot of people like I've got friends who said why do you tell people your age it really doesn't matter because as you heard me mention that my dad died when I was 19 my mom died when I was 25 mm -hmm. so aging for me is a blessing yes um and and because as I said it's not something I I um relate to say oh my goodness I'm 50 each day is just a day for me mm -hmm. so in regards to being 50, it's just completely fabulous. Everything <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. Fabulous. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, including being 50 and going through menopause, I might add. Oh. It's absolutely fabulous. And, and when I say fabulous, I'm not talking about the fact that I still do have days where things are strange. Yeah. Because yeah. menopause is strange. I never had anyone to tell me about what it might be like. Because my mom died when she was 44. So... I mean, I, I didn't even know what is happening. So yeah, it's but... interesting because we had a conversation um, with Jay's mom in, on one of our episodes about menopause. Yeah. And one of the things we talked about was not many people actually talk about it. But like, yeah. We all go through it. Um, but yeah. We never really share in detail like this is a that's right yeah. exactly and, and and so i had no information and to be honest part of it was that i, I maybe thought that i'm not gonna get to menopause i i literally went through life with a major fear that i might pass away the same way like my mom yeah. and so when i was 44 it was like wow i've made it and then I started thinking, um, well, my dad died at 54. And I had a pastor friend that said to me, your, your parents' life is not yours. So stop yeah. putting that thing on yourself. So I wasn't considering that, oh, I might hit menopause. Or I'm going to go through this or that. However, age when I hit different ages, like most people say, oh, my gosh, I'm turning 30 or 40. That was never a problem to me. Mm. I approach everything as it comes because it's natural. Yeah. So when when this other natural thing came, which is menopause, I really literally didn't know what, what's happening. And so I had to be calling people and saying, did you experience this? And what I mean by this was that I just had this sweat, night sweat, yeah. and just literally just thought I was hot, really. So, and I'm even asking Brendan, oh, you're hot, but he's always hot. So you, I can't compare it with a man, is it? Because he's constantly no, hot. He's always he's, hot. He's, yeah, he's always he's hot. Always, you know. So that, that was not helpful. But um, I had to go to the, to the hospital because I had major, like, lower um, abdominal pain. Mm. So I'm still not even 100% sure that I've experienced menopause the way most people have because they had to do what they call... Uh, hysterescopy which yeah. is to okay. um 
so so it's kind of forced yeah so it's it's like a forced menopause oh, okay but yeah but what what i did experience though was a total extreme sudden depression um in in the sense that i just want to cry for no reason and i'm yeah. and you all you're always smiling and laughing and nothing bothers me yeah. but to get up one day and thinking what the heck what, why am i so depressed but luckily i've got a very communicative family and i and we openly speak about our feelings so i would say to them i literally just want to cry and i don't know why and you know everybody would like roll your own mom go for a walk or brennan would be like then, then just cry mm -hmm. so I, i'm looking that way because we openly speak about to help you having that that family support as well yeah yeah so i didn't have to go through this strange thing all on my own even though Everybody else in the family is pretty young, uh, very young, because I'm, I'm the oldest. Um, so <laughs> the most fabulous, it, the most fabulous, yes. So, <laughs> so it's it's not it's not like they could tell me what was happening, but we could all talk about it and you know just kind of figure out what's happening. But yeah, yeah my mom's she said that um, from reading about it, doing a lot of reading. Maybe you want not having someone because my mom's in a kind of similar yeah. situation here died when she was 26 yeah wow so not sure her mom couldn't tell yeah. her you know no one does that no one hasn't really spoke about it so she said she had to do a lot of reading a lot of research and that's what she said she said that it's different for everybody of course. someone might be able to tell you you know the outlines yeah of this might happen. yeah because i think we all women should really talk about it to help each other we need to there's some yeah. things that i find as women we go through but we were a bit hesitant to share it because for some reason we've been told yeah is women things just keep you know i know right but now is the time now we're living in a dispensation of uh dispensation of um information isn't it so that's right i find we, now is the time our generation our, you know of women we need to share and talk up and say what's really going on. Most our, definitely. Our younger sisters out there, so that when they, they need to know, they yeah. as well. Definitely. Because it would be quite frightening if you think about it. It is. You go, if you wake up in a pool. Yeah, can you imagine? Just, I don't know what You have me thinking, like, geez, okay, how many years do we have there? <laughs> And I mean, it could be early, it could be late, but as, as I've said, it's so different for everyone mm -hmm. because I've heard some really frightening story and I'm thinking, so does that mean I'm not going through it or am no. I going through yeah. it? So, you know, it, it's, it's just really, really different. But importantly, we all could share whatever stages we're at and what we're going through. So yeah but but um as I said, including the menopause, life is still fab because I'm here. I'm healthy. I've got great people around me, and I'm love being fifty because, to be honest, that's when you really don't give uh, monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> I literally just go through life on air, saying to everyone, like, whatever. Am I bothered? No. No. So life is good. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I like it. I, I thought we were heading to that at forty. I was like, yeah, we've gotten to the point now. I don't really care what you think. Trust me. <laughs> You guys know that sometimes I can't hold my I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm people when I turn 50, it's going to be a situation. Oh, no, honestly. Because you know what? You, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, with my big, big 50, you think I have time? No. 
I'm just living life. <laughs> and the thing is, you don't look like I, I don't even know if I should say you don't look. 50. Yeah, because so what does that have a conversation like? some time ago about? Yes, what does that actually look like? Well, yeah. does it look yeah, yeah. like that? Fifty doesn't have to look at what you perceive to be. As no, old. that's why They're I said not, I'm just yeah. fab at fifty because it's wherever you are and how you feel. Exactly. Yeah. We, and and people do say you don't dress like fifty. That's the next thing that makes me laugh. So much because i don't know a shop that just have 50 on it so you should come and get those clothes <laughs> i dress how i want to dress yeah. and what i like and if it's offensive to other people then mm, am i bothered too bad what do they say i'm um, like mutton dressed as lamb mutton dressed as lamb yeah and this is a I'm good lamb <laughs> <laughs> so there you go <laughs> you you make your own clothes i do right so yeah. Fifth, for you to look 50 is you making your own clothes and you exactly. your Why would you do that? <laughs> and not just that as well. I've got some young, what, the youngest in the house now is 19, two 19-year-olds, 121, 125, and they pretty much try to, I have to even sometimes say, mm-mm, no. You know, so they're the one that's constantly, they they keep saying, oh, mom, you're turned up. And I mean, I'm just allowing them to, it's like I'm their rock doll. So, yeah. So they I'm dress you up in the latest trend. Yeah. Get your nails yeah, yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. Right now, you should see my nails, how they're blinging, because they insist that I have to go get it done. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? During my 50th birthday in August, I did say, because I, I can be a little bit of a control freak, I like to run things around me. So, and they all know that. And so I said, okay, for once, for the one month in my life, I'm going to, I'm going to relinquish my control. And I'm going to just let you all do whatever you see fit. Take me wherever you want me to go and do whatever. And um, of course, it was difficult, completely out of my comfort zone. But I did it, and they had me here, there, and everywhere. I had me in clothes that I would never have bought myself. Uh-uh. But I allowed myself to just be free. I felt like a celebrity that had people waiting on me hands and foot, and it was just absolutely fantastic. So some of the things I would never return to, but at least I've done it. <laughs> can imagine yeah that was living in the life of a teenager and a 25 year old oh my gosh it's crazy but it's good like what you said about just relinquishing it even if it's yeah. for a moment yeah. they kind of experience and just allow the kids to lavish oh yeah they were loving it i couldn't speak they were like mom we run things now so yeah <laughs> remember sometimes as we know the love languages that is them expressing yes, yeah. how much they think of you how much they think yeah. you're amazing and all of those and i think sometimes as women when we do do everything can we are quite controlling yeah. we don't allow them to be themselves also some that's what you have to do just take a step back and let the people you know kind yeah. of let them love on you yeah and, and, and i thought why not do it yeah do it for a month i just let it happen because usually you wouldn't do that isn't it and i had to do it for 30 days it was it was like really what did i do but they did something at the end which was 
really amazing and touching and they did something they call 50 reasons why and yes, i remember they, you said that yeah they they contacted quite a lot of people and for for them to give a reason why they care about me and they did it on, on the balloons they had it on the balloons with the um helium in it so it was like floating in the ceiling in the house and and i had to read at the, the end of the balloon read on the cards and I was like, oh my goodness, it's like I've seen my my um my eology or something, you know? You get to see yeah. pretty you much your, your flowers. You get, you get your flowers now. I think that's that, more yeah. Awesome. yeah. <laughs> it was really, really amazing. And I totally appreciate what they've done because just for them to think about that and call up everyone that they could think of and then just to see what people think. Because you never get to hear a lot of what people think about you. Until you're gone. <laughs> and, and you're gone, so you can't yeah. hear it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's definitely about giving flowers yeah. yes. alive and appreciating yes. the people around you and showing, you know, showing love and care and definitely. appreciation now. Because look, when, when you're you you done, you don't know. Of course, you're done. Yeah. So you have to say, you have to say now and take people. I'm very a big advocate of taking right now. And I would also say that what you're, you, what you received during that time is only a testament of what you've given yeah. and, or, you. and, and yeah. the kind of life Definitely. that you've lived Definitely. as well. So, um, you know, it's just representative of that. So I think that's quite beautiful. Yeah, it was. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, All right, ladies. So we're wrapping up shortly. But you know what? We're thankful that we're here and we're like, and people, if you know, like what we've we've tried this like four yes. five times. To yeah. Trust say. me. So yeah. we have. It's been it's been really good. And I just want to end thank you, Tasha, for joining course, us and for the patience and <laughs> the technology. And even Tasha, guys, was coming up with let's try this. Let you know, being a techie, getting involved again, you know, multifaceted. You know, so you know, gotta keep trying. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really... All right. Sorry. So, go um, on. What we're going to do now, we normally have something called finishing right. thoughts. So it's just what we want to leave the listeners with from this podcast. So I'm going to say, um, I love the 50 reasons why. And I'm going to give you 51 and say that um, if I had my opportunity to write on the card, I would say very encouraging, very uplifting and knowledgeable. So even though the way that you said that you love to learn, I didn't know that about you when I've been around yeah. you, but reflecting on it you were always you know we had very good conversations about food and diet and lifestyle and you you always are willing to as much as you're learning to me even though when you learn you automatically yeah. teach because you're always filling up yourself with knowledge I would say um a natural teacher and natural carer always uplifting oh, so you. that would be my 51 <laughs> um you you want me to go after that geez Jane <laughs> Right. <laughs> you can do it guys <laughs> no what I would say though is um I've I've always just admired that um element of you that the idea that you're you know such a go-getter you um if you see something that you think you can do you just go ahead and do it that you don't think about you know the obstacles or whatever you just work your way through it and even though you've had your different challenges over the years and so on, get getting through and achieving whatever it is you have achieved, you wouldn't really know because of the way you carry it with such grace. And that for me is, I think, exemplary, something we can take away as in a gem that 
you know, as we get older or as we live our lives, it's life is about what you can make out of it. And yeah. um, we've given, we've all, we all have our gifts. Every single person has a gift. And it's just about, are we maximizing what we've been given to um, achieve? Are we fulfilling the, that um, that gift that God has given us? Are we just being lazy and not really activating it? Because when I think about the so many things that you do, plus your family, plus being a wife, um, you think, gosh, is there more, like there's so much more that, you know, I could be doing as well. That's what I think about. So I just wanted to say that. And um, yeah, thank you so much again for joining us um, on on this show. And I'm, I'm hoping our listeners can can take some of the gems that you've you've left with thank you today is there anything you wanted to yeah I, I just want to say that everything um that i'm able to do comes from the support as well from my family and as you mentioned being a wife having the husband that i have is extremely easy to be a wife and to be able well, to <laughs> Yeah, because, um, I mean, the kids usually give my husband Mother's Day card because he's he's a husband and a mother and a friend and pretty much everything. So I must say, I mean, there might be a lot of people thinking that it's so easy, but it's easy because of the people that I've got around me, you know. And uh, what, what I believe in, and I've just lived it all my life, is that I love life. I love people. And what I love is what I put out because that's what's coming back to me. So I just keep on being that person. All right. Tasha, do you want to share, t- tell people where they can find you in regards to your baking yes. or your sewing or anything you promote? So if you tell them, share your Instagram with the people. Mm, right. Um, I've got an Instagram page for my baking, which is the most um what you'd say the, the things i'm doing the most really at the moment is it's yeah. called caked it c-a-k-e-d dot i-t on instagram and i can okay. be found there and also on facebook uh for fitness instructing at tashai um i forget my facebook name now <laughs> tasha dance fever jones on facebook yes dance fever okay all right we'll um put them in the comments yeah. as well for people to be able to look you up so thank you again i'm going to say to the listeners good afternoon good evening Bye, everybody. thank you all and you can you. listen to us wherever you find your podcast signing bye. out bye bye, bye.